Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. Ready for a debate? Good. So am I. Why is it when someone reveals their dream team, arguments start? It's their dream team. The 13 they want. No one else's opinion matters in the decision-making. It's their team. And this week, it's mine. After an off-season of asking others to choose, I reckon it's time I did the same. No two dream teams are the same. The great thing about rugby league is we all see and we all like something different on the field. I'm looking to celebrate the inclusions in my side, not disregard the omissions. Any player that has run onto an NRL field is a superstar in my eyes. There's no such thing as a bad first grader. A bit of background to my team. My first memories of the game are the mid-1980s, so basically my team starts then. I've watched more highlights and old games than probably any man should, so there are exceptions, but basically it's mid-80s onwards. Since starting working in the game in 1990 and since all games started being televised every week in, I think either 95 or 96, I haven't missed a player. However, there's a chance I may have forgotten one or two as I go through the guys that came close in each position. The final 13, though, no regrets. I'm leaving out guys I've known for over 30 years. I'm leaving out mates, really good mates as well. Whilst this has been an enjoyable exercise, it's been a pretty difficult one as well. That said, let's rip in, legends. We start at fullback, and when looking at my number one, I notice just how much the game has changed from the mid-80s till now, especially for the guys at the back. I've got a theory that an elite-level player from yesteryear would be an elite-level player now and vice versa. However, comparing eras is a nightmare. When I started watching, these guys had jobs, then trained twice, sometimes three times a week. Training methods, sports science, even the growth of the average human, they all play a part in making comparing eras impossible, for me anyway. My first fullback hero was Graham Eady of Manly, safe, durable, explosive, and a guy that always seemed to find the right place at the right time. Through the generations, Gary Belcher always stood out to me, one of the most underrated players ever. Ask his ex-teammates, they'll tell you just how good he was and how important he was to their successes. 
Anthony Minicello had a run of seasons that was incredible. And had it not been for injury, who knows what we may have seen. Darren Lockyer, a multi-position player with a record that elevates him to elite category in any debate. What a player, what a fullback. But my selection goes to a guy that played 380 first-grade games with a try-scoring strike rate of over one every two games. He was a Dallium winner, a three-time Dallium fullback of the year, a Golden Boot winner, two-time Clive Churchill medalist, two-time Wally Lewis medalist. The fullback I've chosen is Billy Slater. We move on to the wingers, the giants of the game in the modern era. Again, it hasn't always been that way, and the job of a winger has changed dramatically as well. From the sheer speed and elusiveness of Kerry Bosted to the balance, composure, and athleticism of Michael O'Connor, there's been some beauties. Both guys are close, as was Andrew Eddinghausen, who was as gifted and also as tough as any winger I've seen. The two wingers I've chosen, though, are both Parramatta Eels, but from different generations and boasting very different assets. With 152 club games, four premierships, I've never seen anything quite like Eric Growth. On the other wing, one of the most polarising players of the modern era. In my eyes, he had it all, and then some. Another Dallium winner and another second-generation footballer, Jared Hayne is my second winger. Centres, and now it's starting to get hard. When I was a young Andy, there were quality centres everywhere. This was at a time when they weren't called left and right centre either. They were inside and outside centre playing a very different game too, but on the same side of the field. Steve Rogers, the prince of centres. There's a belief if he had have won that grand final in 1978, he'd be judged an immortal now, and few could argue Mick Cronin, a guy that didn't have the speed of a Rogers, but had everything else. He had plenty of it too. Near impossible to bring down or stop from getting that pass away, but perhaps Mick's greatest rap may well be that he knew his role in Anil's side of the early 80s, that his leadership and his calm would allow these superstar kids to shine, and shine they did. How do you leave an immortal out of the side? Sorry, Mal. You were the whole lot. You deserve your spot. You honestly do. But in front of you, two guys that I consider the best two footballers I've ever seen. My centres are a pairing that played centre at times, but both were genuine number sixes and played most of their careers there. Both were premiership winners, representative superstars and guys that stand out above the field to me. Natural athletes, natural footballers, silky hands, fast feet, strength and two guys that always had time. They say the good ones, they make time. These two did. In the centres, I've selected Laurie Daly and Brett Kenny. So, as I hinted, the best two footballers I've seen are Laurie Daly and Brett Kenny, in that order too. Complicating my decision here, as we look at 5'8", is the fact the best three I've seen are all from this one position. So Loz and Bert were moved because, pretty simply, they can play more than just 5.8. I didn't see enough of Bobby Fulton to include Bozo in my side. Anything I have seen has left me wanting to see more, though, and the stories about his professionalism and his commitment and how ahead of his time he was, he is hard to leave out. 
I mentioned Darren Lockyer earlier. I'll toss him up again because I actually thought he was a better six than one. What about Brad Fittler as well? Another 300-plus gamer who I always thought was as consistent a footballer as you could get. And when the big moments needed that big play, Fittler, like Lockyer, was always the man. However, my six is the king. Wally Lewis is an immortal, rightfully so too. He's beaten a quality field here and dislodged two legends into other positions. A guy that, because of timelines, didn't get to play New South Wales Rugby League for as long as he wanted, but a guy that at rep level, is without peer. He owned games, he won games, he made others around him better. So who to partner with the King? Oh, gee. So many sevens, so much talent, so different, many of these guys as well. If this was a pyramid of talent, the guy I have at the top, I think eclipses the other four, just. And these four, I see close enough as equals. Ricky Stewart changed the way halfbacks played, changed the passing game in rugby league as well. Greg Alexander, I've said before that had it not been for injury and personal disaster, well, maybe he was the best we never saw, if that makes sense. A freak. Andrew Johns on the field as complete as any player the game has ever produced, in my opinion. Defensively, probably the most superior halfback ever. And Stacey Jones, wow. Carried the weight of a team or a country for so many games. He excelled, and seemingly he did it all without fuss. But the guy I've chosen is Peter Sterling, an out-and-out champion on the field. To appreciate this guy fully, highlights packages probably don't do him justice. His control of a game was legendary, could do it all, and did. I watched Sturlow almost weekly throughout the mid-80s. This was at a time there was only two games per weekend shown on TV, ABC Saturday Arvo and either Channel 9 or Channel 10 on a Sunday early evening. You could actually go a couple of months without seeing a team play on television. Because of Manil's tragic, I watched the games live and Pete was the man. So there's the back line, Billy Slater, Eric Groth. Jared Hayne on the wings, Brett Kenny and Laurie Daly in the centres, with Wally Lewis and Peter Sterling in the halves. Forward pack time. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. Now, call me a redneck and you may be right, but I like a forward pack and forwards that are alpha males. That take it personally, so much so they'll do anything to defeat their opposition number. Now, society has changed, and in many ways for the better, and so too has the game. 
The muscle I've chosen here is, though, from a different time. Physically tough men that'd stand toe-to-toe and throw hands with you if they had to, or beat you with brilliance. All of my forwards possess both attributes. Like the backs, the forwards can be somewhat interchangeable, middle or edge forwards, sometimes both. I'm not doing a bench for this dream team. I'm doing a starting side only, and I'd expect each of these guys to play long minutes. At lock, the best forward I've ever seen. But first, a few of the blokes that quite easily could have made the side, but just missed out. I'm disgusted in myself for leaving out Mr. Perpetual Motion, Ray Price, the game's winner. As Peter Sterling says in his Legend Series interview, the greatest man to wear blue and gold of the Eels. The ultimate competitor, the ultimate intimidator, the ultimate leader. Ray was in several of my drafts of this side. Yes, it has changed several times. It'll no doubt change again once I put this podcast up, but I'm sticking with my 13. I've left out forwards like Johnny Raper, John Sattler and Ron Coote before my time. Bob McCarthy and Terry Randall too. Throw Malcolm Reilly onto that list as well. I just didn't see enough of them to have a strong enough opinion of where they sit in the pecking order. The guys that I have seen, I couldn't find a spot for Ruben Wickey, for Sonny Will Williams, whose influence in the game extended way beyond the 80 minutes on the field. I couldn't fit in David Gillespie, Paul Harrigan or Glenn Lazarus. These were my forward heroes in the game. Wayne Pierce too. These are all guys who should be able to make any side from any era and not raise an eyebrow. At lock, the best rugby league forward I've seen. As I said, what he couldn't do, I didn't see. It's my opinion this guy changed the game and changed the role and requirements of a number 13. Two premierships, two Clive Churchill medals, Hall of Fame inductee number 96. My lock is Brad Clyde. In the second row, the way the game is now played, I'm looking for a level of mobility and ball playing now. So, Taller frame with the ability to find Kenny and Daly to their outside. They're also someone that can steamroll the opposition number when the time requires. Yes, more alpha males on the edges. So I've given the jerseys to Gordon Tallis and Mark Graham. Lots of genuine competition for these spots. I'm happy with these selections and the knowledge you're not going to outplay them. You're not going to outmuscle them and very rarely will you have too much class for them. It's again about muscle, about intimidation, and about leadership in the front row. I want two guys that forget their sidestep, that care less about their own body than they do about their oppositions, and accept the physical challenge that goes with playing in this position. With the skill set of my back line, I'm just looking for these middle forwards to hold their own against their opposition, But with these two, holding your own isn't acceptable. Two winners, two imposers. Arthur Beetson and Adrian Morley make up my front row. Arthur was before my time, but I've seen enough of him on my old videos to know he just has to be there. Often his skills are spoken about, rightfully so too, but not always his toughness. Artie was a bloke you didn't screw with. So too Adrian. A natural Maybe naturally half crazy as well. How else would you explain his kamikaze style? I mentioned before he's the best Brit I've seen, and haven't there been some beauties over the years? 
But Adrian, for me, stands atop that heap and fits in perfectly here and is the only Northern Hemisphere player in this side. Finally, we get to hooker from Steve Edge at St. George and Parramatta through to Benny Elias at the Tigers to Danny Badiris at the Knights. I actually thought Bedsy was the best I would ever see. Edge is the smoky here. Check out his record, where he went, where he played, success followed. His teammates at both clubs will tell you just how damn good he was and what type of leader he was. I'm not going solely on records, far from it, but this record is unparalleled and deserves, no, it actually demands respect. Two golden boots, two Dally M's, eight Dally M positional, four rep player of the years, four Wally Lewis medals, five Dally M captain of the year awards, 528 games. It has to be Cameron Smith. It just has to be. So there it is, the full side, my dream team. Billy Slater, Eric Groth, Brett Kenny, Laurie Daly, Jared Hain, Wally Lewis, Peter Sterling, Brad Clyde, Gordon Tallis, Mark Graham, Arthur Beetson, Cameron Smith and Adrian Morley. I reckon my team beats your team. (laughs) Another Andy Raymond Unfiltered podcast. As we count down to the season, Monday nights we'll drop a Q&A podcast where you're in total control because you're asking the questions. Then on Thursday nights, we're dropping the dream team. Any era, any player, any position from any competition. Who makes the cut? Who misses out? And why? As always, we'll be speaking to the biggest names in the game, both current and from eras gone by. And we've got some huge surprises coming up before round one kicks off. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we'd ask you to leave a review and a five-star rating on the app you're currently listening on. It's easy, takes 30 seconds, and you can now rate on Spotify. What it does, it increases our position on the search engines as we look to expand the brand and bring you more. We're done for now. Look after yourselves and make sure you come back soon, legends. Legends.